How's it going, everybody? So, here I am doing another State of the World podcast, which if you don't know, like, shortly after COVID and things like that, and uh, I think it was, uh, I did the first one, and then I did another one. I believe this is the third one. I believe. But instead of it being about, like, the pandemic or politics or anything like that, which is usually what I save that for, I feel like all of those things have bled into uh, other areas of life. And so I'm just making this the next installment again. I think this is part three. I might have done another one, but we're calling it part three, part three for now. I will rename this later if I have to. Um, but um, so here's what's going on. I'm going to talk about the thing that happens, and then I'm going to talk about how I feel like it fits in to the whole state of the world thing, and then I'm going to give my opinion on it, okay? That's how we're going to do this. So, about, I don't know, maybe two or three months ago, somewhere in that range, um, a supposed leak came out for Indiana Jones 5, now known as Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, that, um, you know, um, Indy, that, that, uh, basically, um, you know, um, there was going to be some things in this movie that people didn't like, right? And, um, even back then, James Mangold, you know, um, came out and he defended it, said, you know, um, you know, people were saying that there were, uh, screenings of the movie and stuff. And he's like, nope, haven't even shown this movie to anybody yet. Um, so a bunch of things like that. Well, then now, evidently, some troll on the internet somebody, or a bunch of somebodies, um, I think it was just one person, though, um, basically came out and said that at the end of Indiana Jones 5, because a lot of people are speculating that there's going to be time travel in this movie, and I don't know whether there is going to, or is it going to be not. I know from what Mangold has said that, that I think the beginning of the movie takes place shortly after Raiders, so in that sense, we're going to get to see young Indiana Jones, well, not young Indiana Jones, but younger Indiana Jones, and then it'll go back to present time. Whether there's actual, like, quote-unquote time travel in the movie, I don't know. But this, this supposed leak came out basically saying that at the end of the movie... Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character was like, something happens, and we get this montage of her replacing Indy in all of the past movies, kind of basically erasing Harrison Ford. And everybody's losing their goddamn mind. Mangold has come out and been like, no, like, I would, this isn't true. I would never do this. All this different stuff. But people are just not having it. People are, like... They're taking 
a nothing nut and turning something out of it. Um, so that so that is basically what's going on. People are losing their goddamn mind over nothing. A whole big nothing burger. So where do I think that this falls into the world and why honestly I'm not I'm not surprised in the slightest. Um and I'm and in terms of the now the Indiana Jones thing I think is bad. That is a bad thing. I think people doing that are assholes. I th- but we'll get back to that a little bit in a second. But what I'm about to say is I'm not going to be mad at people that that feel the way that I'm about to talk about because to a point I can't give you 100%, but to a point I understand, you know. You know, I was born in 89. I was born in May of 89. And just in my lifetime since then, things have changed so much in comparison to decades before. You know, you think about how much changed between certain periods. And sure, there's always things that happens. Maybe we get lucky and some form of technology or machinery or something changes within three, four, five years, right? But the vast majority of things like the culture, politics, whatever, what have you, it takes time. Things change. Within the past 10, 15 years, this, things have, the world has changed a lot. A lot. And a lot of things that used to be not talked about are talked about. A lot of things that maybe people didn't realize because it wasn't in their their um, sphere are forced to reconcile with certain things. And people are having a hard time. To boil it down, it is a lot of change all at once. And I can understand why people lash back you know even I I've talked about this many times on the podcast I don't I'm someone that don't like that doesn't like change I like things to be in as 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 much as it can be I like things to be in a way that I can expect right I like to have a schedule and it doesn't matter what the schedule is and you know um but you know, like, if I'm going to, like, just to use as, as an example, like, if the plan is for every Tuesday to do Taco Tuesday and have tacos for supper, then I want to make a fucking sure that I'm having fucking tacos for Tuesdays, right? That doesn't get old to me. I don't, there's not, never going to be a time where I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday, but I don't want tacos. I want, you know, a burger or pizza or something. No, Tuesday, taco day. You know, if that's the plan... I want the plan to just to stay, you know, even something like that. I like, I like, so I get it. I am someone that is very, that, that craves consistency, but we're in this time where so much is changing, you know, um, not only that, but and I'd say this out loud, but we are, we are, you know, fascism is like on the big strides that it's it's ever been so i mean it's kind of fucking perfect that we're getting an indiana jones movie um so people are fighting back 
but it causes this thing where people just lash out at things without doing any kind of soul searching or research or really thinking about you know what is being said you know um and i recognize not everybody is the big movie buff like i am and like you know all you know a lot of like some people are the vast majority of people are probably not like movie buffs they might be movie fans but they're not movie buffs but it's like listen to what mangold is saying you know like look at his career like you can say all you want and you can you can dog on kathleen kennedy all you want when it comes to star wars and her handling of that but kathleen kennedy has been a producer on all four of the previous indiana jones movies and she's going to be the producer on this one as well she's been going back with this franchise all the way back to raiders of the lost ark she was there for raiders temple of doom last crusade kingdom kingdom of the crystal skull and now dial of destiny she has been there for the whole thing not only that you've had spielberg a part of all of the movies even spielberg is a a producer on this one you know you have george lucas who was a producer and helped write i think a couple of them or all of them i don't know but you know he was a part of the last one you have a bunch of people that are tied to these movies no one a part of this franchise wants to toss it to the ground it's just not gonna happen now look i have i personally have 100 faith in james mangold because i'm pretty sure i've seen all of his movies there might be one maybe two that i've missed but i've seen the majority of it. i mean going all the way back to kate and leopold i've seen kate and leopold i've seen the wolverine i've seen logan i've seen 4v ferrari you know uh this guy i've seen 310 to yuma this guy is a genius filmmaker you know he's one of my all-time favorite filmmakers and he retweeted tweeted me once on twitter so that was really cool after i went and saw logan i i made a tweet about it and he responded to it which was like one of the fucking coolest things ever super cool dude like have you ever seen interviews with him and hear him talk about movies or even pay attention to his twitter like this guy is super passionate about this sphere he's also super passionate about the world in general like he's just a good human being he i feel like him and james gunn are cut from a very similar cloth if not the same one and you know that's that's what i love about about him and you know he's not gonna do anything to purposefully piss off fans now he can't be 100 worried about what the fans are gonna think because he's got to make sure he's making a good movie and so if he's writing the script or he's working on the script and he thinks it's a good one well then he has to trust his gut but he's not gonna do something like that you know because look you know i just got done watching a video of a youtuber i watched talking about this and that's kind of why i wanted to throw my um throw my hat into the ring but you know it's it's one of those things where it's like he's he's a fan of this too you know like you know this isn't 
I feel like after Star Wars, so many people like are so bad about looking at things in a bubble, you know, just in case there's any of those people listening to this. Now, let me, let me maybe calm some of your fears. And this might not seem like a big difference to you right now, but really sit on what I'm saying and think about it for a while. Before Disney took over Lucasfilm, while she might have been a producer on different Star Wars things, she really wasn't involved in Star Wars that much, you know? You know, she was busy doing other movies and producing other things. And, and um, you know, she was... She was a producer on Hook. She was a producer on so many, like pretty much think of almost any movie that you grow up with and hold dear. I guarantee you there is a 50-50 chance that she's a producer on it. You know, like E.T. You know, like like those kinds of movies, like E.T., Home Alone, Hook, all of those kinds of movies. I'm not using Home Alone as a specific example. I'm just talking about like those old movies you grow up with you will be surprised to find that she is probably a producer on it. So she's been a producer on all the, all the, uh, full, all the past four Indiana Jones movies. The difference is I don't think she had that much to do with star Wars. Number one. And number two, she's not the star Wars buff. She doesn't know anything about the star Wars universe. And you know, I really feel like, in some ways, I think it was really cool that George Lucas admired her enough and respected her enough to give her the position. And on paper, I would agree with it, you know? When you look at all of her accolades and the things she's accomplished in career, why wouldn't she make Kathleen Kennedy the head of Lucasfilm? But because of the way Lucasfilm has been handled as a company for the past X amount of years, as much as they have produced the Indiana Jones movies, number two, and then other things to a lesser degree, let's just call a spade a spade and say, Star Wars is really Lucasfilm's big thing. That's the big thing that they focused on, have focused on throughout the years. Kathy Kennedy doesn't know anything about it. So... It's not surprising that she's made a lot of the mistakes that she has. I don't think she's made... I don't think all of her decisions since taking over and since Disney buying Lucasfilm, I don't think all of her decisions have been bad ones. I think her eye to get a J.J. Abrams, to get a Ryan Johnson, to get a Colin Trevorrow shows that she's got a good eye. At least in a abstract way, right? But she doesn't know enough about Star Wars to be able to say, oh no, that in the script needs to be different. Oh no, I don't know if that is going to work. I think we need to go down a different direction. She doesn't know enough about the property to be able to do things like that. And so, you know, that's where a lot of the problem comes in with Star Wars is that's such a big, you know, part of it, you know? Like, Say what you will about Ryan Johnson and The Last Jedi and how you may may or may not feel about it. But even on paper, you can find early drafts of the script online and read it and you can tell, oh, this could make a really good 
movie, right? It's all there. Even watching the movie, it has a great script. It has a great cadence to it. But, you know, there are certain things, though, when you watch Force Awakens, definitely when you watch Rise of Skywalker, those are not good scripts. And you can tell the vast difference, you know, even if you may enjoy watching seven and nine more than you do eight, you can still tell the difference in script quality, you know, because I, I will give you that I enjoy The Last Jedi and I have a lot of fun with that movie. But I could totally understand the idea of that's not a fun movie to watch. You know, one and nine are like the bombastic popcorn munching, like Star Wars fair, right? I'll give you that. But even but even at that, you can tell the scripts are not as good. I don't know that that's going to happen with this, you know? And I think people freaking out need to step back and kind of take a step outside of their own brain for a second and look at the evidence and look at what's being said. Look at what James Mangold has been saying for months now when these different false reports come out and just trust the man to make his movie, you know? Um, James Mangold is one of the best in the business, you know? Um, He's one of my favorite directors. And, you know, you know, and honestly, I think his weakest movie that he's directed is Cain Leopold. And that's mainly just because it's his first one. But even at that, I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't think it holds up. I, I, I got to see bits. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I got to see bits and pieces of it a few years ago. I don't think it holds up as much as I wished it held up because I love Hugh Grant and I love, I think it's Meg Ryan that's in that movie too. I love them, you know, because I this was a movie that I would watch every time it came on cable because so, I'm, I'm a big fan of like romantic comedies and romance movies and things like that. I'm, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic. What can I say? But so I really, you know, I always really enjoyed that movie. But yeah, even I will say, okay, maybe not everything about this necessarily still works. But but it's still a fun movie. And for, like, his first movie, it's not, it's not bad, you know? And I can't remember whether he did anything in between that and 310 to Yuma. I'm sure he did, because that's a pretty big gap of time. But I just can't remember what those movies are. But 310 to Yuma was really my my introduction back to him, you know. And I love that. And I'm, I'm not, and I'm not a big Western guy. I'm very picky with the westerns that I like, you know. I'm not a big like John Wayne or like old Clint Eastwood Western guy. Uh, my favorite Clint Eastwood Western out of his classic westerns is Hang 'Em High. You know, most people say the good, the bad, and the ugly. I like the the theme song in that movie. But if I'm going to sit down and watch one of his westerns, Hang Him High is my favorite one. Um, but, yeah, you know, I just... I'm, I'm not a big fan of... 310 to Yuma is a fucking brilliant western. Christian Bale, Russell Crowe, a young Logan Lerman, Ben Foster. It's got a great freaking cast. 
It's really, really good. Um, so I am going to err on the side of trusting the people behind this project. You know, um, will I watch the next trailer that comes out? Probably, but honestly, I don't need to watch the next trailer. This was enough for me. This was enough for me. I'm on board. I like what I see. And now I can't wait to be in the movie theater watching the next Indiana Jones installment. So I think we all just need to relax. And, you know, not freak out. So there's my opinion. Um, Cliff notes are, don't believe everything you see on the internet. Trust the people making the movie. Even if it comes out later that they're lying, trust them for now. Number two, um, the world is changing a lot. And I understand people's needs for consistency. But to, to grab at straws is a really bad way to exist. You know, um, if, if you hear something or see something and you're worried about it maybe being true, just do a little bit of digging, do, do a little bit of research, you know. Um, all you have to do is go to James Mangold's Twitter and you can see all of this for yourself. You don't have to take anybody's word for it. It's right there in the open. So I think everybody just needs to chill. The world is changing a lot. People need consistency. I get it. We need to chill. Thank you for listening. I will see you in the next podcast. Peace out.